Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce to you our guest speaker for today, Reverend Kelly Isola. Reverend Kelly is an innovation, is an innovation alchemist a pa- and passionate about supporting people and organizations to live and love more authentically by sharing their passion for living the twofold path of an engaged spiritual life embracing the inner path of wisdom, as well as demonstrating the outer path of compassionate service. She is the co-founder of Project Sanctus, a certified embodied social activist and a somatic abolitionist, a teacher sharing her wisdom in the classroom as faculty for two seminaries and around the globe through her own classes and a blogger and writer for Unity Magazine, various Unity booklets, and a number of online magazines. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Kelly Isola. You know what? She sounds fabulous. She sounds absolutely wonderful. I love listening to your bio. I I say this often, if you ever want uh, practice in, um, you know, like really seeing yourself, hearing about you, owning your fabulous gloriousness, do a bio like that and have somebody read it to you, you know, or get one of those music boxes. Remember the, when I was little, I had this music box where you lift the top and there's a little ballerina and some music going. Well, instead you lift the top and there should be applause, right? So everybody should have one of these on somewhere where they are to hear, to give yourself applause. Uh, so it's always fun to hear that. And, and, it, and it fits perfectly into what I'm talking about this morning. And, and the topic is seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving. Seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving. And the idea uh, for, you know, what I'm going to talk about actually came from one of my favorite movies. It's called Zootopia. It's an animated movie. If you've never seen Zootopia, quick, write it down, take a note on your phone, something. Um, you have to see it. It's, uh, it's a, this animal metropolis and there's all these, you know, herbivores and carnivores have learned to live together. Um, and there's there's two main characters. One of them is Judy Hopps, and she's this rabbit, and she's the first rabbit to join the police force. So she's like this big, and she's going up against and arresting like water buffalo and elephants. And um, but she um, pretty quickly figures out how hard it is to enforce the law, um, and then she gets this opportunity to to solve this. A really big mysterious case, and winds up having to work with uh, the other main character, uh, Nick Wilde, who is a wily fox who makes her job really hard. So you could imagine a fox and a rabbit, <laughs> herbivore carnivore, having you know to work together. Um, but the movie, the movie itself is really is really great. It's it's 
of course it has messages for how to live together and and be kind to each other and how different how you can be different and still live together but my one of my favorite things about it is there's a final song and a song that kind of threads throughout the movie that's by Shakira and um it's called try anything and it's it's one of those songs where, well, for me, when I sit and listen to it and I'm like, oh, try anything. Like, really? Would I do that? Can I do that? You know, I, I'm not every day. I'm not always as brave as yesterday or maybe tomorrow. I'm a little more brave. But the the a few of the I want to tell you a few of the lines, lyrics from the song. <clears throat> she saying it says, I messed up tonight. I lost another fight, lost to myself, but I'll just start again. I keep falling down. I keep on hitting the ground, but I always get up now to see what's next. And I thought, well, that sounds like me, you know, almost every day. I and I don't mean this as a downer at all, but part of my looking at my day is, oh, yeah, could have done that better. Like early in the day. Right. I take kind of stock of how I showed up. And sometimes it's and it always lands with, you know, that was my best because Nobody gets to decide what my best is. There's nobody out there with a yardstick or ruler, although we often think there is, but there isn't. Um, I'm the only one who gets to decide what my best is. And it's not a quantity of something either, but that's a different talk. But I do, at the end of the day, I do often look at, you know, where, where I think I um, I enjoyed how I showed up in this situation. This was this this experience was meaningful. This one, yeah, not my shiniest self, you know. And, I, and not to feel guilty or shame or anything other than to notice where I got lost, right? To just notice where where I, you know, I I could do things differently. Um, you know, if the if the situation presented itself again. Um, I could do it differently. You know, I messed up tonight. I lost another fight. I lost to myself, but I'll just start again. I keep falling down. I keep on hitting the ground, but I always get up to see what's next. And that's the the try anything piece. And when I, when I kind of listen to, cause I still periodically, I'll put the song on when I'm feeling kind of just kind of down or I'm feeling like a little feeling lost, right. Or I'm having difficulty with somebody. Um, right. Like, ah, they just, you know, if they would just listen to me or if they would just see what I'm trying to say or or I can't believe they think that way. If they just right, isn't don't you think life would be better if people just thought a little bit more the way that you think? Like I have that. I confess I thought like this would be so much easier. It just think the way that I do. <laughs> um, in fact, it was just a week ago. I was in the car with someone. I was taking a friend to the airport. And I, we got talking about gun violence and I was saying something and, you know, I was on my soapbox and la, 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 la. And I and I'm driving, so I couldn't really look at her. But I, I you know, I could feel my um, <clears throat> the intensity, you know, my passion for what I was saying was rising. And I said, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You you get what I'm trying to say. And she goes, no. And I thought, what? Like, how could you not think the way I do about this? So it was like just kind of smacks me in the face. And I come back to try anything. And for me, built into that try anything is these three messages of seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, and seeing is loving. So I'm just going to unpack what I mean by those. Um, 
in the movie, um, you can't really trust the identity or the appearance of anybody in Zootopia um, because just like in real life, all of the characters are greater than what their image shows or what their what their um, the script, you know, their dialogue suggests. Um, I think most of us have been, um, uh, you know, fooled by someone or betrayed by someone or, you know, confused or bewildered or whatever by someone that we trusted or or the flip side, we expected less out of someone and they offered up something much more, you know, much bigger than we imagined or, or, um, you know, much more meaningful or much more loving or just, you know, we keep people in little boxes um, and we all do it. And I think it's largely unconscious, but the, when, when you kind of bump up against someone or, or as kind of, I wrote in the, the description for the talk, when you see someone uh, it's troubling to see someone doing something beyond what you believe is the right thing to do or, you know, you don't approve of or it seems to go against what you believe are basic human rights or or just, you know, even sometimes I think when I see uh, an adult, the way they treat their child, like if I'm in the grocery store or, you know, some public place and um, I'm like, I have to sometimes work at, you know, keeping my mouth closed. Uh, but I don't always, depending on how how bad I become the judge and jury. I decide how bad it is and then, you know, say something. But when we see someone, I'll just use the bullying example like I did in the description. So when we see somebody bullying another person, we the person that's doing the bullying, we tend to just label them as a bully. Right. We have we can have difficulty seeing beyond the bullying behavior. Um, and then they get defined by their worst behavior. Um, I don't know if I've had that experience. I get, you know, kind of get put in this box and here's the label to put on Kelly of, you know, what she is. And then you never get to change, right? The person doesn't ever let you be different. And I just think, um, you know, it's a, it's a spiritual practice to, to be able to see beyond the behavior. And so that's this first part, the seeing is relieving. And, and I, I kind of put it with the try anything, um, because it's, I, I know somewhere inside me that I've labeled this person, I'll just stick with the bullying example. And I've laid this labeled this person as a bully. And yet there's something inside me, there's a disconnect or a dissonance where, you know, it, we have a teaching of, you know, behold the Christ in someone or, you know, in consciousness is this idea of oneness. And so inside I'm like, uh, you know, I don't I don't really want to do that, but I really didn't like the way they treated that person. Right. And so there's this tension that goes on. Um, think about for a moment um, a child, a small child. When you hear a small child, they say either you've probably heard you may have heard it from one of your own or one of your grandchildren or you see it a, a little child they're all worked up and angry and they go i hate you right and they get you get away from me i hate you i'm running away You're, you know i'm never gonna see you again um and as adults when we hear it and see it we kind of go okay well we we probably know that's not true um you know we probably we tend to go to well they're probably tired they're probably hungry. There's maybe there's something gone on They're, You know, we're looking for some kind of benevolent interpretation um, rather than just, oh, here's this, you know, this child, you know, that's just 
and, and sticking the child in the box. And we do this naturally with children, I think, but we don't with adults. We tend to not really do it with adults. Um, when I'm met with, you know, someone who says, look, I've had a, I've not had a good day. I had a rotten day. Leave me alone. I can't talk to you right now. And it's very tension filled. Um, rather than saying, okay, and looking beyond the facade, we just kind of stick that, you know, well, I guess they're just grumpy. Um, so the, so this, the, the line, the seeing is relieving is really about pausing for a moment and looking beyond the facade, right? Looking around the corner, knowing that a, a person is so much more than the behavior I see in front of me. And the more disturbing the behavior, the more difficult I find the practice. So it's not, I, I don't misunderstand me as though it may be something easy to do. And it's still a spiritual practice, right? And the reason I say that seeing is relieving, because the moment I remember, oh, yeah, all of a sudden you can feel your body kind of go, oh, right. I know they're more than this, the behavior I see in front of me. I know that they're more than maybe some hateful words. And again, the more, the more I dislike the person, the more space there is in our values, the, the more arg you know, I have, uh, the more difficult it is for me to, to see beyond the facade. Um, but I, so I say seeing is relieving and I, and I connect that with try anything because if I am willing to just go, oh, right, there's more, try anything to see beyond, right? To see beyond the curtain, to see what's going on that brings forward, you know, uh, behavior or words that, that are, you know, that make me nervous or sound hateful or create tension um, or conflict or angry. So that's the the seeing is relieving because I know for me, the moment that I'm like, oh, yes, this person is more than their bullying behavior. Whew, there's a sigh of relief. I don't necessarily move into, OK, now what? But at least I have that sense of relief. So seeing more is relieving. So seeing is relieving. Seeing is changing. Seeing is loving. So the second part, the seeing is changing um, in the song. Um, there's the try anything. And then the, one of the other lines is in, a, in the next kind of verse is try everything, um, which are a little bit different to me. Try anything is sort of like kind of scattershot, like just like throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Like just try anything. Like I know it's there and let me just try to see beyond the behavior or what I'm not liking that knowing there's more to this person. And so the second part seeing is changing is try everything meaning that actually has, a, for me, has a little more intention to it, to pause, to look beyond the behaviors that hurt, the wounds that separate. Um, so I've had this relief, like, oh, okay, I, I remember, they are more than the behaviors that are hurting someone. Um, but then it moves in, I do that try everything, which is much more intentional. So how, what is that? What is that? What does that mean? Um, to try everything because that's it's actually a just like try anything um, try everything now is kind of calling me a little bit higher into to seeing is changing because the truth is if you want to you know if you want someone to change you have to see them differently 
we wait around, right? Well, I guess I should say I, you know, I often wait around for them to actually be show up differently. Whereas if I want them to be different, I have to see them differently, which means I have to, you know, my unwitting practice of othering needs some healing work. Um, and actually look at the power of our differences that, um, and so try everything, you know, seeing is changing and try everything means being much more intentional about how, about how I go about seeing this person differently. So if I come back to the bully example, um, to see someone completely, right, um, includes recognizing their bullying and not just there's more behind it, but standing against it, standing up. And, and so this is taking a stand for justice. And I'm not, when I say taking a stand for it, I'm not suggesting anything that is, you know, violent. I'm not suggesting anything other than standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, and, and it can be very, very much a way to stand, to stand for justice, right, is, is to hold ourselves accountable, to hold each other accountable. We have a, um, I just finished an article for Unity Magazine about accountability and how I encourage people to look at accountability as a practice of love, right? As a practice of loving each other. Um, it's not, you know, so to stand for justice, to, to hold ourselves accountable, again, sticking with the bully example, is to like, hey, what's going on? Especially if it's someone we know. Like we, so we've, oh yeah, that's right. There's more to them than this behavior. And what is it? Like asking, asking, what is it? What is it that's going on that this is what's coming forward? So a stand for justice means holding myself accountable, like inquiring with the person. Um, cause, cause our world doesn't change unless we connect with each other and hold each other accountable. That's justice. I think of justice Oftentimes people think of justice as sort of like maybe a punishment or, you know, a fairness or, you know, some kind of, um, you know, <clears throat> um, a fairness thing, you know, this for that. I think of justice. I think each person has their, first of all, their own definition of what justice is. And I believe that um, justice is about our well-being. So when I hear the term social justice, I think social well-being, right? Because what's really needed is collective care. What's really needed is this collective and communal taking care of each other, which as I listen to your announcements, you guys seem to be have a lot of energy around that. And that makes my heart sing, right? So I come back to the bullying thing. Um, so recognizing it seeing that there's more to this person and the accountability piece, the justice piece is drawing what else is behind that out, drawing that out, bringing it up because there's healing that needs to go on. I don't think people are mean because they, they like it or they want to be. I don't think that they're unjust or maybe causing some hurt or, or bullying because they really want to. I think it's, we act out our woundedness. Right. That's what we do. We we have, um, you know, our, our wound kind of determines our story, how we show up in the world 
you can see someone's story and and by story i mean lived experience right if we have been if someone has been suffocated long enough they're they're going for freedom right if if you're someone who has wounds and trauma around being abandoned then you're looking for a home and it, you know if if you've been abused um maybe you don't want to be touched or maybe you want to be touched a whole lot right like bring them in um, if if you if a wound you have is about being ignored, then we want to be held. But how you know we can when we are traumatized, whatever our wounds are, become our entire world, right? It's it's we begin to think there's nothing beyond that world, unconsciously. So this piece of seeing is changing is recognizing that so that when someone you know someone's words and behaviors tell us their story. Tell, tells us what, you know, what their lived experience is. And, and, and that's how it comes out. It doesn't, you know, and so when I say, if, if you have a, a, a lived experience of being ignored, you want to be held. It doesn't mean we're graceful about wanting to express that need to be held. It doesn't mean that we express it really well, or yes, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, very hurt and alone because I have this, you know, a history of being ignored and when I was raised, so I really want to be held. We, that's not what we do. We haven't been taught how it, how we show what we, we really need is in the behaviors that some of us are like, yeah, I can't um, see you, you know, let me know when you're feeling better kind of thing. Um, and the reason seeing is changing is because the minute you see, you know, there's more to this person than their words or behavior. And you're like, oh, that's right. There is more to this person. And then the changing part is trying everything to bring that forward with someone else, you know, whether it's a one-on-one -on -one or it's a whole community, but touching it and making the space and the place for the first, a person to go, oh, right. I can be here, right? I can be here and, and I can be a, I'll use, keep using the bully example. Like I was acting like a bully and yet I'm still welcome here. I'm still, you know, welcome in the sense, not me with all my, you know, um, woundedness leaking out, but I'm welcome here in the sense that I can, I can be seen differently and I can change how I be. I can change how I bring my story of woundedness out, right? We need to remember, you know, this, when we have this larger kind of remembering, we, we reunite more effectively with each other. And when we remember there's more to the world beyond our wounds, um, then that's where the healing is. And we restore this sense of, that's, that's kind of what justice is, is a restoration of, wholeness, a restoration of our inherent goodness, a restoration of our sense of safety, of our sense of possibility. So seeing is changing. Right? We go from seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, and then finally seeing is loving. The final piece in that song, so there's the try anything, which for me is the seeing is relieving. Then there's the try everything, which is the seeing is changing, which is not always easy. It's inviting us, you know, calling us up. And then the last part, seeing is loving. The piece in the song, um, that sort of the third element in the song is never give up.
Never give up. Never. I know it can sometimes be easier to give up. Like, I'm just too tired. I don't want to do this anymore. This is too hard. I'm exhausted. Another freaking shooting. Another, you know, the person in my life with cancer. Another friend has died. Another job loss. Another you know, relationship breakup. I mean, there's a lot of things that go on in my daily life that at times I could easily take the route of, I'm just done. And it's not so much a giving up, like I'm done and I won't be back, but just sort of checking out, you know, and, and part of, certainly part of my self-care is, is to disengage once in a while for rest right? To take myself out of, you know, what's kind of going on. But I don't take myself out of what's going on in the world very much because I need to know what's going on in the world so that I can practice seeing is relieving. I can practice seeing is changing. I can be that person in the world to, you know, to bring that collective well-being into manifest form, to be, you know, the power of justice, to stand up, Um, and stand out and so then this part three the never give up is seeing is loving because the minute that you see someone completely in their wholeness keeping in mind that for me our wholeness is our joys and our sufferings um you see all the parts right you see the upsides you see the downsides um and we begin to understand and practice and and be in that commitment that the desire to change, right? Seeing is changing and wanting our world to look differently and feel differently and and us be more, even more connected as community. That that desire to change comes from the awareness of being loved, which is different than the desire to change in order to be loved, right? The desire to change comes from our awareness of being loved just as you are, which is different And the desire to change in order to be loved, you know, that that desire to change in order to be loved involves the pursuit of perfection, which there's no such thing. There's no such thing as perfection. That's the whole point of the song, right? Try anything, try everything, never give up. Seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving, right? So let me go back to the bullying example. Um, If you've ever been bullied, um, or maybe you've been the bully, um, you know, you, as someone who has been bullied, I know that feeling of um, not being lovable, right? I know that feeling of not being lovable. And as someone who has uh, bullied in that same, you know, scenario, I'm not feeling lovable when I'm the bully, right? So by the time I get to this piece, seeing is loving, It's seeing, it's, that's seeing the whole person, the joys and their sufferings, knowing that and affirming that they are lovable by us, this bully, um, that's known as mercy. We call that mercy. So what we're talking about here is justice and mercy. Um, Seeing completely is a combination of both, right? Our, our well-being and then mercy, and the mercy makes space for um, for what we may deem as not acceptable. Um, and I'm not suggesting 
every form of behavior. This is talking about our day to day and our, you know, the challenges of people that we care about. Um, but notice the tension between those two, between a justice which has an accountability factor in it to stop the bullying, right? To make a space for a bully, you know, to enter into their own healing and to to be a witness and be self-aware of what they're doing and our call to love the bully, right? There is this natural tension between justice and mercy, but that's what's sort of circling around as we, um, you know, moving through this seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, and seeing is loving. Loving is something that we have to learn. It's not just this principle cognitive idea, um, but it's a skill. And it's not just, uh, it's not a feeling of, you know, that, uh, that, that can arise, but rather it's a skill. It requires our generosity of body, our generosity of mind, our generosity of heart. It requires imagination and it requires a million things. Like try anything, try everything, never give up. The course of love is rocky and bumpy. Um, and the more generous that we can be towards flawed humanity, the better chance we have at doing that true hard work of love. Um, it's not easy. It's, it's revolutionary love. Love that I'm talking about here is bumpy um, and, um, and can be very messy, right? But, but again, the justice and the mercy, and the mercy makes space for us to offer large doses of grace, offers us the chance to see someone differently, to see behind. And so seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, and seeing is loving. Seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving. And I'm just gonna ask a question that I want you to hold as we move into meditation. And the question is, can I do that? It's actually kind of three questions. Can I do that? Seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving. Can I be that? And, and can I do that and be that for myself and, can I, and for another? Right, because we don't do this journey alone. Much as we may think we do, we don't. Because we need each other. We need each other. So if you're comfortable and you want to close your outer eyes, you're welcome to. You don't have to for meditation. You can leave them open because it's about being settled in your body. It's about taking a breath and just being settled in the physical body. And so if that means having your eyes open a little bit and having a soft gaze on something in front of you that allows you to breathe in and really settle yourself, settle the nervous system, settle into the seat that's holding you, or maybe having your eyes closed gives you that sense of settled as well. Or instead, and just breathe 
Inhale and exhale at your own pace. Focus on the breath. There's a place to which you can turn for rest and release from fear. There's a place to which you can turn for care, for mercy. It's a holy place. It's a holy place that is filled with stillness. It is a holy place filled with stillness where we affirm that there is one presence and one power It is a holy place filled with stillness where our full humanity and our full divinity meet. So that we can move into the practice of seeing more fully. feel the relief of seeing more fully. Affirming that as we experience that relief of seeing beyond a person's behavior, woundedness, hurtfulness, that we ourselves can change, that we ourselves can create a space for change. It is a holy place that is filled with stillness. Whereby seeing each other more completely, we enter into loving. It is this holy place where your mind becomes like a little child's that is true and pure. where your thoughts are on things that are good and just and merciful. This place is not far away. It is right where you are now. 
wherever and whenever you relax the conscious mind, you are in that place. Bring your attention back to the breath. Breathe deeply. Follow the breath deep into the body and then release. Relax and let go. If you feel tension in your neck, relax and let go. If you feel tension in your chest, relax, let go. Take a moment and Scan from the top of your head down to the soles of your feet. And at any point, if you feel a tension or you feel a little constriction or pressure or ache, relax and let go. You are the harmonizing force for all good. The power to bless others is yours. The power to see others in their fullness is relieving because it allows us to see ever greater ways of expressing our full humanity and full divinity. The power to see is changing because in those infinite possibilities of how to express our full humanity and full divinity, we change. We change ourselves, we change each other, we change our world. And the power to see is loving. Silently affirm for yourself, I am dear to me. I hold me in my heart. I am dear to me. I hold me in my heart. Now silently say to yourself, you are dear to me. I hold you in my heart. 
And finally, all life is dear to me. I hold all life in my heart. And as we bring our attention back to this time, this space, to our conscious mind, we remember that seeing is relieving, seeing is changing, seeing is loving. Because love transfigures, love fills our lips with words of praise and cheer, and love fills life to overflowing. And so it is, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org. 